Nothing you hear in this program constitutes investment advice. It is an expression of opinion only. This is Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. Talking money and markets. What's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Frisbee's Bulls and Bears with me, Dominic Frisbee. A reminder that you can subscribe to the show by clicking on the subscribe with email button on the left of of your screen and then you will receive a message in your inbox every time we update a new show. Of course, shows aren't put up on a regular basis, so it's quite a good way of, of staying in touch. Now, it's my pleasure to welcome back to the show today Larry Pesavento. Larry texted me yesterday and he said he wanted to come on the show. So, Larry, you've obviously... Um, got a lot to say for yourself. Uh, welcome back. It, have you had a nice summer? Yes, it's very nice. I mean, and all the seasons come together when you, uh, you know, reach the twilight of years. You know, it's winter, summer, fall, spring all come together, you know, so it really once doesn't make any difference which season it is. It's always fun. Okay, good stuff. Are you in Tucson at the moment? Yes, we're just we're in Tucson. We spent uh, uh, just about three and a half weeks in the Orient and in uh, Singapore and Hong Kong doing uh, seminars. And now uh, we're going to be doing one in the UK at the end of um, October. I'm not sure the the venue where we're going to be yet, but it will be the end of October, first week in November. Oh, okay. But, uh, what, what I wanted to talk about today, this is important. You know, the last time uh, I think we were on, we were talking about that August 27th date. Yeah, as being potential for you know one of the worst Augusts we've ever had. Well, it was a bad August. It was the worst August since 2001. But we really didn't do very much. We bottomed right on the right day, you know. But it just wasn't down nearly as much as I thought it was going to be. However, if we take out that low that we made on August the 26th, that would be the S and P at around 11:30. Excuse me, 10:37. That means that we are really going to have uh, uh, really have a bear market and the day that I'm calling for. Today's a P-index day. So between um, today, Friday, and Monday, when we have a Mars and Jupiter cycle, which is a conjunction, it's the start of a four-and-a-half-year cycle, that's very important. And the fact that we're making this big AB equals CD pattern in the NASDAQ, and we're making 618 retracements in the S&P and in the um, New York Stock Exchange Index from those uh, April highs, that tells us that we're uh, probably, you know, ma- making a significant high here. So this is why it's important to, uh, you know, keep an eye on what happens over the next few days. Our bullish bearish consensus there, we have more bulls than we've had since the high of 2007. So this is a very dangerous time to be long the market. I know it doesn't seem like it is, but, but to me it really is. What, uh, what uh, measure do you use for that bull bear consensus? I use the uh, Bloomberg um, sentiment index. It's been the one that's the most consistent and has a very long uh, track record. You can also use the VIX, but it's not nearly as sensitive as the bulls and bears sentiment, uh, in my opinion. So, you know, but you can, there's several others you can use. They all look about the same. Uh, we, we've had a, a breakout in the new highs to new lows, but it's marginal in the volume that we're having. Because, you know, we're, we're through the summer months now. We should be picking up volume, and, and we're really not on the movement to the upside. So it tells us that, you know, there's not a lot of interest in stocks at this particular time. But the real problem, I believe, Dominic, is in the bond market because okay, the whole Larry. world is 
Yeah. H- hang on a sec. Before we go on to the bond market, just just sticking with the stock market for one second, if I may, um, just to yeah. say that what 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 um, I, I'm I'm nothing like the technical analyst that you are, but what what you're saying kind of ties in with my own work in the sense that I see eleven. Uh, 25 is a major point of resistance on the S&P and and 1040 basically is the line in the sand or maybe even 1020 but if those two go we're in a in a range in a kind of 100 point range between those two areas but I I would favor a break to the downside ahead of a break to the to the upside particularly given that September and October have a tendency to be bad months and particularly particularly also given that I don't think we've had the uh, the four-year presidential cycle low yet? I don't think so either. I think it, basically what has happened is that it's inverted and that, you know, we made a high in here uh, on, uh, it's, and it's due on, uh, you know, Sunday. So today's Friday, so you're in a day or two. Uh, but I do agree with you. The seasonality is such that, you know, in the last 13 years, you know, 11 of those 13 years in the September-October period we've been down, and uh, eight of those years were almost crash-like scenarios where moves were, you know, more than 8 or 10% in a matter of a few days. So there's a very negative uh, scenario building out there. But the bond market is where I really think the, um, the real problem is because it has a huge, you know, following. It's, you know, three times the size of the stocks. And, uh, you know, everybody believes that interest rates are going to be at uh, zero forever. And uh, we've completed a huge Gartley pattern up at that 135, 136 level in the uh, December bond contract. And the most important thing, though, is that we made yearly, I mean, uh, historic lows in interest rates, uh, you know, on the two-year note. In other words, it got down to uh, a half a percent. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know anybody that would loan anybody any money at a half a percent for two years, but, you know, people are doing that to the U.S. government, so... That, that usually signals. And that pattern that was there was a huge butterfly pattern just on the, the long-term, you know, weeklies and monthly patterns, the butterfly pattern at a half a percent, you know, interest. So it, it's really quite interesting uh, what's going to happen here in the next two weeks, I think. Do you not think if the stock market sells off, bonds will find a bid? Uh, I don't think that's really uh, necessary because they went up together, they went down together. The correlation... Uh, you know, intraday sometimes is, you know, pretty good, but you look at it, if you overlay them one on the other, you know, sometimes you don't get the correlations that you think of, and you have to real, or I think you have to treat it as a as an asset class, much like you would treat gold or real estate or anything else, and that's why I, um, I think the market set up to hurt a lot of people in that bond market, just like it did in 2008 when it went from 142, you know, down to 114. You know that's a that's a huge drop. So what's what are your targets on this move? Well, um, the the first thing is if we can close below 128, and we you know we got up to we're trading at around 130 right now. But if we close below 128, that would be a signal that we're going. This next coming week is the you know when we come in Monday. We should be hard down in stocks and bonds and everything. I mean even gold. So we'll we'll see what happens uh, come Monday. Maybe it inverts and everything goes straight up, but. It's really set up for a down week, you know, coming into uh, next week because we've been up since um, August the 27th with basically no correction. And that in itself is is, uh, very ominous. Okay, so let's uh, move from bonds to I'd like to talk about currencies, gold and oil. Which do you want to discuss first? I think we can talk about the gold because we've broken into new high ground. 
you know, we haven't really ran away anywhere uh, with the gold market, but we've got some targets up here um, at right around 1300 to 1340 that I think it, they're doable, but whether they can make it or not uh, with these cycles that are coming in next week, we'll have to wait and see. Um, the uh, silver has, you know, just making, still making retracement moves, you know, as is platinum and, and, and also copper, but, uh, you know, gold still could make the uh, 1300 to 1340 without any trouble at all. That, that's a day, that's just one day's trading now with this, with this type of market. The currency markets, the dollar is, uh, has major support down here at this 81 level. Uh, we, we hit a major Fibonacci level uh, in that uh, particular uh, index today, the dollar index, which means that we made a uh, 618 retracement to the upside at that 131.50 in the euro and at 157 in the pound. So both of those levels are very important. So if we close above one. Uh, 32 in the euro and also 150, you know, seven and a half, 158 in the pound. That would probably mean the dollar is going to go down, you know, lower. But until that time, you know, we're still in a, you know, we're still in a bear market in the euro and also in the pound in a, in a longer term basis. We just had these huge rallies. So you think the dollar is going to have a, a bit of a rally from here against those two currencies? Well, it's a major support at this at okay. this. Uh, 81 what, level. What, no what do you make about the dollar against the yen? Oh, the, the yen, oh my gosh, what a nice move that was. We've had a, a three-drive pattern that we've been waiting to, to form at that the 81 and a half level, and we got to 82 and a half, and then, you know, we've had a pretty strong, uh, you know, three-point rally coming out of this level. What you want to watch now in the yen is to, to watch the first pullback. You'd, you want to see that the, the pullback should come down to around 84 and a half, which would be a 61% retracement of the move that we've had so far. And I would be looking to, to be a buyer, uh, you know, of the dollar against the yen because I think the yen could really start to, uh, to weaken up after all this. So this long-term pattern on the yen is, is just like the bond pattern. It's, it's just a, a very uh, bearish pattern. It has a three-drive to a bottom pattern, and those patterns are, are very powerful. However, when they fail, they, they fail badly, so you have to be uh, – you have to be a little, little careful. Okay, and uh, now let's turn our attention to oil. Then, yes, the crude oil. Uh, we're we really it's just been as about as perfect uh, technically as you could ask for in the crude oil. I mean, we have been in a uptrend for the last uh, six weeks. Uh, every pullback has stopped at either the six one eight or the seven eight six. It's made these beautiful A B C D patterns. The last one came in at seventy eight. And um, the line in the sand is basically uh, 71. If we break below 71 in the crude oil, we're going to uh, we'll probably go down into the um, the handles will be into the low six uh, the low six of 62 to 65 dollars a barrel without any trouble at all. But that's what you want to watch is that 71 dollar per barrel level because we bounced off that so perfectly that if it is going to do that and hold its own, it will not. Uh, you know, in other words, to be bullish, it will not uh, go below seventy-one dollars a barrel now. So, seventy-one dollar oil is 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 to oil what ten forty is to the S and P. Yes, that's exactly a good analogy, uh, Dominic. That those numbers are uh, very very powerful numbers, and you know that's you know that's what I look at as far as the trend because these are the natural occurring Fibonacci numbers it has nothing to do with the trend lines or the 250 or or 200 or 50 day moving average it's based on the natural 
you know, geometry of what the market's doing. And uh, it's bouncing off these lines, making a natural trend line. And, you know, that's why it's, uh, you know, so important. I have to say, I'm a little bit worried about silver because it could be making an enormous double top. And when silver sells off, I mean, boy, does it sell off. Uh, it, it, so you're, you're absolutely correct. I mean, silver really has a, uh, you know, tremendous uh, following of people because it's the, they, they call it as the poor man's gold, you know. And we're, we're really close to that 2150 level. In the uh, in which was that old high from 2008, but remember, you know, silver traded at $54 an ounce back in 1980. So these are just uh, you know big retracements in in, in this particular market. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I'm interested. Just one question, uh, Larry, for you is that I mean, it it your calls, you know, using broad brushstrokes, you're bearish on stocks, you're bullish on the dollar, you're bearish on most other currencies, you're bearish uh, on uh, oil. Um, but you seem to be a bit more bullish about gold. I would have thought if everything else is going down and the dollar's going up, you, you would be a bit nervous about gold as well. Well, uh, I don't know anything about the fundamentals, Dominic. All I know is I'm looking at the pattern, and there are several swings that measure um, up to that level in gold in that 12, um, excuse me, well, actually 1,300 area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we, we went above the old highs, but we didn't do it with the gusto that it should have happened. That breakout in the new highs after that $100 uh, sell-off that we went from 1265 down to 1165 it should have had a lot more thrust, in my opinion. But, you know, these are the way the markets are acting. So I just try to trade what I see, yeah. and it looks like we could still, you know, go uh, a, a little bit higher in the gold. But it's going to have a lot of trouble, in my opinion, at that 1300 to 1340 level. Okay. Uh, that's that's the way I see it anyway, just based on patterns. Do you? I mean, have the the, the gold stocks as measured by the Huey or the XAU, uh, like silver, are in danger of making a not even a double top in the case of the gold stocks. It's a kind of quadruple top or something like that. Um, there, yes, that's that huge resistance that's up there. There's yeah. no question about it. It's in the stocks and it's also in the metal itself. So this is not the time to be you know loading up in the gold market as near as I can tell. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. And uh, Larry, I, I always uh, I, I enjoy uh, my uh, chats with you. I really do. And, and uh, you're a great guest. And um, you, you 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 don't hedge your calls. You stick your neck out. So that's, that's well. Good. This is this is uh, this is what you have to do. Uh, you mentioned uh, you know Michael Hampton. I got to visit with Michael in uh, when we were in Hong Kong a couple of times. I had lunch with him, and then he came to hear me. Uh, uh, speak one night, so it was nice to see him. He's a really nice fellow. He's an excellent technician, by the way, too. So uh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. Well, Larry, uh, I, I look forward to. I mean, we've spoken many times, but I'll be meeting you in late October at your seminar, and and I look forward to it. But uh, uh, in the meantime, thank you very much for your time. Do you want to give out a website? Uh, yes, it's uh, www.tradingtutor. That's t u t o r dot com, and uh, that's how anybody could reach me. Uh, or they can reach me by Larry um, at tradingtutor.com also. Either way, they can reach me. Okay, good stuff. Just as a, a little side note to finish off, I was watching a documentary the other night about UFOs, and there seemed to have been a disproportionately high number of sightings in Tucson. Is that because the sky is unusually clear there, or the people are slightly more eccentric, shall we say, or or a bit of both? <laughs> You know, I live here, and I have never seen anything even remotely related to one of those things, so I, I don't really know. I know that, that Tucson has a special, well, all of Arizona 
has a special uh, uh, geomagnetic force because we have more uh, lightning flashes and lightning strikes in Tucson, Arizona than any place in the world. And uh, I don't know if that's related to that or not, but, uh, you know, other than that, I don't really follow that other things. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, um, great stuff anyway. And have you been speaking to your mate, Arch Crawford, recently? What's he saying? Uh, Arch is still in the basement waiting for the end of the world. But, uh, you know, it hasn't happened yet. But like you said, it might be delayed. So we'll have to just wait and see. <laughs> All right. Well, good stuff, Larry. And, and thank you very much. And, and uh, we'll talk thank again soon. Take yeah. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes. 